0: time
1: for another episode of the cultural hall it's episode number 464 wherein we do actual articles of news and it's great to have brother kyle here with Hit me it, peter uh no oh, wait not yet. no that's nah, no that's coming up kyle okay <laughs> how are you how are you sir i'm doing good uh let me ask you this how was your thanksgiving
2: well it was as a lot of people well as some people Uh, It was a little bit different. I know some uh, could have cared less about impending doom, and uh, like my family, got together.
1: All of your family? The extended
2: Brown family? Well, what happened was, uh, so my parents text it out to the family in our little group text, you know, we're not doing Thanksgiving this year. We better be safe. It's there's a spike and, you know, they're older, they're in their seventies. Right. So, you know, let's be careful that we're not going to have a big Thanksgiving here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to see on over zoom. We'll get, well, you know, we'll schedule a time with everybody or drive by, you know, and we'll come out on the front yard and mm-hmm. say hello. Mm-hmm. So my siblings all said, Hey, let's go to so-and-so's house. So they all went, Somebody else. I did not go
1: to one of your siblings' house. I yes, to one of my siblings' house. Yeah,
2: and and I did not go. So, but the funny thing was, my parents then moments after that family text texted me and said, "Would you and Lance like to come over for dinner? Because (laughs) because you're you're safe. We we trust you and your son that you you know if you can you can you can come over." And I said I said no. That's very nice, but we're. That, or they're worried about me that I'm going to starve to death, sure, you know, not sure. eating the food that they prepare that I can never eat.
1: Sure, sure. Well, the holidays are tough, but they also know that you don't eat anything but beets, rice, and peas, and they're like, well, right. what is he going to eat on Thanksgiving, a, a, a beet turkey?
2: Well, no, I, I treated myself this year. I'd, I got some Indian food on Wednesday, and then I had some leftovers on uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving.
1: Nice. Indian food. Good for yeah, you. Good for you. Yeah,
2: but uh, they, it was funny when they text me that. And so I screenshotted that, that we'd like to invite just you and Lance over. Mm-hmm. And then I went back into the family text to everybody. And I put in that screenshot of, we just want to invite you and Lance over mm-hmm. so that everybody could see who the favorite son was.
1: <laughs> You're the best brother ever. How, how did they receive that?
2: Uh, I don't know. Then nobody responded to that. <laughs> so, just stir
1: in the pot. Yeah. And what you don't know is that mom and dad went over to your sibling's house and you were the only one that didn't get any sort of meal.
2: Could have done. Probably everybody went but me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And because they always think I'm crazy. Crazy. He's afraid of the the Mm -hmm. COVID-19. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm not, but I'm afraid of somebody else getting it and dying at the fault of me. If I get it and die, don't, don't care that much. But if I gave it to somebody else.
1: Yeah. The grief, the grief, right? But I mean, but that no good kid of yours, he's already had it.
2: Yeah. Well, and, but that was a while back. So he could get it again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I got to tell you, so right now is uh, for my work, I work in retail, online retail, and mm-hmm. it's, it got extremely busy. Mm-hmm. It has been this year all, but, but this is like cyber week started like after, like just before Thanksgiving and right. over Thanksgiving and right. for a while, but, and so I was stressed at work and working hard and that's fine. But, but, but I'll tell you what made my day on uh, Friday is I got a a message from Richie. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of him and my son <laughs> of an escape. and honestly that it that made my it made me smile and made my day. Aww. I loved seeing that.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, did he tell you about how that came about?
2: He did. Yeah, it was yeah. it was I it was strange. I thought I could see you up there doing a, a gig cuz you often do that. But right. then it was funny how you guys ran into each other there.
1: Yeah, the, so their car was parked next to my car. And I took my pants off in the parking lot to expose my uh, elf pants underneath because they're like Long Johns. They're, in fact, I'm wearing them again today. They're red, white, and green. So, either they're either elf pants or uh, I'm a huge fan of Italy or Mexico. And um, so, his friend, and I don't know who the friend's name is, I didn't care, I didn't ask. His friend said, Oh, I like your pants. And then your son said, Hey, you DJ'd my prom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun that was sort of a, a fun thing but it, it made me if i'm being 100% honest it made me miss you a little bit i would have liked to have seen you
2: yeah well i can't afford to do that no
1: no Nope. Uh, i mean you can but you can only afford to do it for one because likely you paid for him to be there uh via you know t-
2: <laughs> all right <laughs>
1: no no we're not yep it's different when i say it than when you say yep, it okay I've- okay
2: <laughs> It just hurts a little more <laughs> yeah, sure. when I hear it from somebody else.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, that was that was the majority of my weekend. I played up at a Snow Basin, which is a ski resort just outside of Ogden, for three days, uh, which was a great blessing. The theater show that I'm in got closed down due to COVID. Oh. third of the cast has it. Are you so, serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Some Someone had it, and then someone gave it to someone else, and someone gave it to someone else, and so... We don't know if the show's going to open back up again or not. And, you know, they were being super safe, but it's a virus. And there's no telling to whether or not, you know, they got it from each other or because there's so many people that have it in Utah right now, whether those people got it from other places and just happened to be at the theater, whatever the thing is. uh, Yeah. You know, it is, in fact, uh, closed down for a little while. So we'll see. It's a different kind of holiday for sure. But I was grateful to have, you know, the opportunity to make some money, uh, which I haven't. (laughs) Had in the year 2020, well, you still seems. have your full time job. Sure. That pays. You know, here's the deal. I, I uh, if anyone follows me on um, social media, just me, not the cultural hall. You can follow the cultural hall at the cultural hall. If you follow me, which I'm just at Richie T. Stedman, I'd invite you to do so. Uh, but know that you're going to get posts about like retirement and finances and all these kind of things, because it's really been weighing heavily on my mind recently about how far behind I am. And I know with you, I'm preaching to a choir because, you know, retirement, you would say, wait, w- what's that now? That extra money? I don't, I work a full-time job and then side things, and I don't understand how people do it. I genuinely don't. I I am being 100% honest in the fact that I don't understand how people have money. I, do, I don't get it. I don't feel like I have overstretched myself i have a moderate mortgage i don't have kids it's just my wife and i my wife sort of works on the weekends on that sort of drawing down a little bit she does some work for me that uh, allows us to be paid a little bit more and and we kind of separate that out so that she gets paid from those things but but i don't understand how people have money to do things right like yeah. i i understand how uh, me too I, I understand how people have cars because you know i have a car that i'm grateful to have that is paid for and all of these things but like to be able to do extra things i genuinely don't get it all that to say if you follow me on social media you'll just get random depressing texts about money and or you know financial things and it's just like how do, how do people do this how are people doing I, that I,
2: I wonder too because i i sit there and i you know i think boy if i had this money that i have to give away every month i'd be doing okay yeah i'm doing all right but i wouldn't have when i see the people with a a $62,000 truck and a $150,000 boat, I think it's got to be a hefty payment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or do they just do things different? I just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. And, and some would say, well, you know, uh, you know, maybe they're not members of the church, so they're not paying tithing, but some of them are, and they do. So do they just have more debt? Yeah. Are they just comfortable with carrying more debt than I am? And then if they are, how can I achieve that comfortability, man? I would love that.
2: I always want to pull it to the side of them and ask where they work so I can get a job. Yes.
1: Right. <laughs> right. I mean. I want to I, sit
2: outside the boat st- store <laughs> and to say, are you going in to buy a boat? Yep. Where do you work? Yeah. What? Are
1: they hiring? Is that. <laughs> would you give me a referral? All right, crazy guy. Aren't you the guy that used to live in the storage shed? <laughs> Run away. Uh, I have an email that we need to share here in kind of the opening part. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to do some actual articles of news. But this email came in contact at the dot com. Uh, it's sponsored by uh, the good folks over at uh, Utah Taste Off. Now, if you haven't followed this account over on Instagram, it's amazing. And I love it. They're doing uh, Christmas treats right now. Uh, this is especially for people in Utah. Sorry, people who listen elsewhere. But if you go at Utah Taste Off, that's how you can see it. They're doing a Christmas desserts take home taste off kit where it's like cranberry orange bread, peppermint sugar chip cookie, peppermint brownie, a sugar cookie cupcake with cookie dough frosting. Like, are you kidding me? It's I hope I haven't looked, but I think it also comes with an insulin shot. Uh, Nope. Uh, Utah taste-off is where you can find it. Anyway, you buy into that and you can have delicious things once a week. You go pick them up and then, and then you can be a part of the voting process or you can just enjoy delicious treats from at Utah taste-off. They sponsor our email. The email from Linda says, Hello, I am looking for the episode where Richard Stedman, why that's me, Kyle. You too. Interviewed Father Jan Michael Junkus about his hymn on Eagle's Wings. Thank you for your help. To which I responded back it's episode 464 this very episode we are recording it will be the third block uh, and you can hear me interview father jan michael Jonkus about his hymn on eagles wings now if you're unfamiliar a couple weeks ago president-elect biden referenced on eagles wings as part of his speech and i was like you know what i don't know that hymn and so i thought you know what I should find out um, more about that. Well, Janice Cap Perry's son, Stephen Cap Perry, uh, is a friend of mine. He studies music. And I said, hey, would you come on the cultural hall and would you talk about you know, what that song means and where it comes from and whatever? And he said... I could do fine, but why not write or why not talk to the guy who wrote it himself? So this guy, he's alive. We play the song and I ask him all about what it was like when President-elect Joe Biden shared part of his hymn as part of his speech, how people reacted, how he reacted. Uh, where the hymn comes from, and it's a great story, and it's the third block of this very episode of The Cultural Hall. So thank you, Linda, and uh, you can always reach out to us, contact at theculturalhall.com, or there's a contact form at theculturalhall.com. Let's take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. We travel down to Texas where we talk with the Wilds. Now, uh, I couldn't get Chow, and I couldn't get Russ, so I got their oldest child, Phoenix here to talk to me about Living Scriptures. How are you, Phoenix? Good. Now, uh, you love to watch the stuff on Living Scriptures. Tell me what you've been watching recently.
3: Uh, There's this section in Living Scriptures that's called Animal Lovers, and there's horse movies and dog movies in it, and I like to watch the dog movies.
1: So you're a big fan of dogs. So animal lovers, it's all movies and, and TV shows that have dogs in them or animals. Yeah. Now you don't like the horse ones or you do like the horse ones, but you like the dog ones more.
3: Um I like the dog ones more than the horse ones.
1: Do you have a dog? Yes. What's your dog's name? Pepper. Now, is there a dog? Is there a dog movie or a dog TV show that has the same kind of dog like your dog Pepper? No. No, not yet. Maybe soon. There's always new stuff on Living Scriptures. Now, what's the your your dad always tells me that you guys like to watch this TV show that's like Hamilton, but not like Hamilton. That's on Living Living Scriptures. It's like uh, Constitution Kids or Kids of America Liberty or something. Liberty Kids. Liberty Kids. What is that show?
3: Um, it's a show with kids who like go in the past. They're like kids that are with like people. F- that it's kind of like a way to show kids um, how uh, our Constitution was, and it's a really fun show.
1: Is there songs in it, or is it just is it like going to? It's
3: their songs. Cool. There's an intro song.
1: Do you know? Can you sing it for me?
3: I don't watch it. My little sister's. Oh, do. you watch My it.
1: You, you sort of watch it while they watch it, right?
3: Yeah, sort of.
1: Now, now, I also heard that you guys sometimes for like your Sunday your come follow me lessons that sometimes you guys watch like it's an animated thing that helps you understand. Tell me about that a little bit
3: um there's this uh person that tells us um about God, and um he his name is Mor, and he explains thing the what um happened um in the scriptures and what it's about this the weeks in you know. the
1: And it helps you understand sometimes more than like reading. Mhm. Nice. So if someone was thinking about getting living scriptures, do you think that they should do it? Yeah. How come?
3: Because it's fun and it's learning and there's fun shows and stuff on it.
1: Have you been able to watch any of the Christmas stuff yet? Or has your dad said, no Christmas, no Christmas, not yet?
3: No, I've watched um, some dog Christmas movies, like Doggone Christmas. And this Sunday, I'm watching the 12 Dogs of Christmas on the Living Scriptures.
1: Remind me how old you are again, Phoenix?
3: Nine. I mean, eight.
1: Eight. Almost nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically nine. We can say nine. I won't tell anyone. Ah, uh, that's a great thing about Living Scriptures is that we can put our kids in charge of the remote, and you can get a you get to pick whatever you want from "Dog Gone Christmas" to the Twelve Dogs at Christmas" to uh, "Liberty Kids" and everything else. Is there any other show that that you watch on Living Scriptures that we haven't mentioned yet?
3: Allegories. What's that? It's a show with um, owls, and um, it explains stories from the scriptures. Like there's one called The Star and it um talks about how um like uh it talks about Jesus and how he was born and the the kid there's kid owls that go to school with um the a professor and they perform a play in it and in all of the episodes you learn three things about what they do.
1: Very cool. So people can get a free month of Living Scriptures by clicking the link that's in the show notes for this episode. Phoenix, you did awesome. Thank you for telling me about why we should get Living Scriptures. You're welcome. Time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go as Kyle and I were preparing the news, a thing that in the almost 10 years of doing the cultural hall have never actually done before. We found a lot of just simple, kind of one-off stories that I wanted to make sure uh, that we share. For example, Las Vegas, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has uh, made a feature in the Las Vegas Review Journal. Brother Kyle, really? You know why? No. They're having church in person. Oh, really? Yeah, not not a ton of people.
2: Okay, and, all and,
1: right. Uh, you know, not not uh, you know, not like we were. But uh, the Review Journal says, hey, you know what? The, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will start attending services on alternating Sundays, according to Douglas Hedger of the Henderson Black Mountain Stake. Most wards will be able to gather in two or three groups that will alternate attendance. So uh, my guess is up to this point, they had, in fact, not been uh, gathering. So that's that, I think, is sort of interesting to know that about vegas it's different you know all the different states one of the things that i think is going to be so interesting as we get to the other side of covid like the looking back and seeing all the different responses and seeing what was actually good and worth it and what wasn't and and just the vast difference of how different states and cities and churches and and government things and you know all this how how different people reacted to it but yeah Way to go, Henderson Black Mountain Steak. They get to go every other weekend or so. Mine Be careful. Mine uh mine has recently moved. It is now going to be every week and we're going back to um having Sunday school, but it is all online.
2: Wait, all of it online? Yeah. Yep. So not at all. Okay. So
1: we haven't had Sunday school since March. And we were only doing once a month online sacrament meeting. I went to a sacrament meeting in person one time before the numbers spiked again. And now they're going to move to everybody, everyone for sacrament meeting online, and then a Sunday school and an elders quorum or a relief society. And they're going to do that every week in December. So it's interesting, I thought.
2: And ours is every other week uh, split half and half um and masks and stuff. So I, I, every place is different. It depends on your city
1: mm-hmm. stake. Your well, border. yeah, yeah, county. <laughs> the the folks down south of us. Oh, what virus? What are we, what, yeah. what, <laughs> what, what, guys? Oh, you mean the made-up thing? Sure, sure. Uh, interesting to know this, uh, BYU Women's Conference uh, was scheduled to be in the fall of 2020. They uh, moved it online. Well, they have already... Uh, begun to plan Women's Conference for 2021 and maybe they have a little insight. Maybe they know something that we don't know, Um, but they are going to have it both in person and online in 2021. Now, you can get all all the details about when it's going to be and how you can get tickets, etc. by the link that we have at theculturalhall.com, the show notes with this episode. But it's interesting to note that Currently, they're planning on having it bo- being held both on campus as well as uh, a- as online. And hopefully they do that, right? Hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, as we move forward, and I had this conversation with an upcoming guest um, for the cultural hall, hopefully we will get to the point where we learn from all of this time and we make things more accessible for folks by doing it online as well as in person for lots of things, for sacrament meetings, for... Meetings like BYU Women's Conference, if you have questions about it, it's April 29th and 30th. So, I mean, that's hedging a pretty good bet. I think that uh, to to say, what? hey, we might be able to do something like that by April. Way to go. Way
2: to go. That, yeah, I was thinking fall, April. I, I, I,
1: maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I say, some will look at that as inspiration and others will say, whoa, whoa, too soon. I guess we just roll the dice and see that. Now, you've got uh, some news stories. Share one with me, won't you, please?
2: I'll start with this one. Uh, So somebody that we've talked about before, uh, Tyler Glenn is a singer for a band called the Neon Trees, popular here in Utah and popular around the the country and the world. Uh, Tyler Glenn, he was a former member of the LDS Church, a gay member of the LDS Church, uh, left. Some of the band members are members, but Tyler Glenn had a stroke uh, this past week, Jeez. and was hospitalized,
1: and he's okay as far as you know, correct?
2: He is. Yep, uh, he's 36 years old. Uh, said, um, well, he put out on, uh, on social media that he's undergoing a series of tests, and he's hopeful right now. He has a uh, like a cloud in his eye, hmm. hoping that will dissipate just over time. But but he is okay now.
1: Jeez, that's scary. That's scary. Now, if you have not uh, listened to. Uh, his episode of the cultural hall. We'll keep a link to that in the show notes. It's episode number one hundred and twenty three from April of 2014, uh, where at that time, I think we were one of the first people to interview him after he had come out. And uh, he shares a version of where can I where? Yeah. Where can I turn for peace that is worth listening to? So I'll make sure that that's included Mm. in the show notes or you can just find it by searching Tyler Glenn the Cultural Hall and be able to hear his episode. Uh, but yeah, man, pretty scary, especially 36. It's, it's, it's pretty young to be yeah. having to be. I mean, any, any age is terrible to have a stroke, but 36 to be having a stroke is pretty, pretty young. Uh, this from Idaho Falls to... Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints missionaries were among the victims in an apparent crime spree that was perpetrated by two male individuals in Idaho Falls. No one was injured in the incidents, and the suspects are still at large. Idaho Falls police said that they were first notified of an apparent crime spree around 8.45 p.m. Two suspects in a dark red maroon Dodge Durango exited the vehicle and approached another vehicle and demanded the driver of the vehicle give them his cell phone. The driver told police that he complied and that one of the suspects brandished a knife during the robbery. The driver, who said he did not know the suspects, told police that he saw two males enter their Durango heading westbound. So look westbound, police. Look westbound. I don't know. Uh, Police said the suspect told the missionaries that he wanted the backpack because he believed that it contained drugs. So not a very smart criminal approaching missionaries thinking that in their backpack it contained
2: drugs. Well, there aren't many smart criminals. Well, I don't know. I mean, Those that are very successful, and they get away for years, and we don't read about them in the news making stupid decisions.
1: But, you know, uh, there are smooth criminals. No, No good? You hate that song? Yeah. You hate Michael? I love
2: that song. Me too. Love it.
1: Honestly, probably one of the best. And from that first scream at smooth criminal, I just...
2: That album,
1: yeah, the, yeah. I digress. This How is not... did we get
2: off on this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, uh, one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving, as we were sort of talking about that earlier, is growing up we used to go to Temple Square over um, Thanksgiving weekend. Actually, the day after Thanksgiving was when they would always turn the lights on, and we'd get everybody into the station wagon. We'd go downtown, and we would be miserably cold with millions of people on Temple Square. Well, they did that again this year. Not the millions of people and not on Temple Square, but a small crowd uh, came to watch them turn on the lights. Now, you can enjoy the lights, as we've mentioned in previous articles of news. Uh, You can enjoy the lights virtually, which... I don't know why you wouldn't just go and see them in your own neighborhood at that point. But if you want to see Temple Square, you want to see the Christmas lights, uh, we'll leave a link in the show notes about where you can uh, view those. Uh, But this is just an article that's about, yeah, some people came out and they came out because it was a tradition and they wanted to see how the church was handling it different. But you can't go on Temple Square uh, because of the renovations and you can't be around a lot of people because of the virus. So to me... I feel like you just go over to the City Creek Mall, you blow a couple hundred bucks on a pair of Lululemon pants, get yourself a good meal, and go home. Right. Have you ever tried the Lululemon men pants?
2: I have not. Everybody talks about them, and I have not.
1: You should. You should get uh, someone who cares about you to buy you some.
2: They're too expensive. I know. Well... There you go. Well, I'll never get any.
1: Yeah, that you're right. I answered my own. I'm
2: gonna have to buy them myself.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, And even you don't love yourself that much. Not,
2: not <laughs> for that Lululemon pants. No,
1: it's because they're tapered. I heard. I heard that's the comfort. They taper. Well, I don't. don't actually, I don't know what that pants means. Taper. Uh, but I think they taper in a comfy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Huh. May, maybe someone who loves me will buy me Lululemon pants for Christmas so that I can come back and talk about the taper, the comfortable taper. How are we so off topic today? I, I don't know. Is it me or you?
2: Is it me? I, I think it's you. Okay. It's All right. totally you. Yeah. Do you want another story? Yes. Or something different? Yes. Please. Uh, so I, I saw this article. Somebody, uh, it was more of a, uh, maybe an editorial bit, but it was about the 2020 election and, and say, why does it have to be oh. a choice between right and wrong? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. But but they said you know it's like when Joseph Smith he said which church should I choose right and they're equating it to that which candidate should I choose how about what if the Lord said none of them right you run for president which Joseph Smith did he yeah. didn't say
1: yeah that yeah,
2: too, yeah yeah, right. yeah. is uh, it, is this
1: a push for by a libertarian is this what this article is about join none of them I, oh there's a third candidate yeah.
2: there's a and a fourth and a, and fifth. a fifth you've got Kanye West. yeah oh yeah you've got three. 60,000
1: people. We digress, brother Kyle. So, so what? So it's not, a, it's not a matter of right and wrong? It's a no, matter of the, who's the best?
2: Uh, yes. Okay. And, and it maybe it's not one of those two. Maybe it's another one. Yeah, but maybe, that person didn't win. Just maybe. But that person You're didn't You're right, win. they didn't. They They didn't. I refute
1: whatever this article is about.
2: It's about not having to choose <laughs> between two particular candidates.
1: Dear editorial writer... We live in a two-party system. Thank you, I know. Richie.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, you're yes. right. And yeah. they are, they're grasping at straws.
1: Uh, did you do any of the give thanks
2: online, Brother Kyle? I didn't. Didn't you notice?
1: Well, uh, I mean, a lot of people did notice so, uh, or did actually do it. So, uh, I, you know, I was inundated by other people giving thanks. Did you observe people giving thanks?
2: I, I did. not you know, honestly, I liked it. Yeah. And that's for me, a a sarcastic, you know, bitter, angry person. And the reason I didn't is because I I, like would start to start to put a little thing in. And Mm -hmm. then it went, you know, way off track, you know, like, (laughs) uh, again, sarcastic and and angry. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, no, that's not what it's about. Um,
1: It it, it was interesting for me. So if people don't know, and I I don't know how you wouldn't, but I suppose somebody might not know. uh, President Nelson uh, on the 20th of November, um, it was teased that he was going to be giving a short message. It ended up being between 10 and 15 minutes. And what essentially he said is for one week uh, beginning, uh, I think that very day. Uh, use the hashtag give thanks and tell people what you're grateful for. We could change the world, uh, essentially, is what he said. I don't think that he literally meant change the world, although I think that there are some parts of it, and, and certainly there is some science to say that gratitude can not only change just your perspective, but also change some elements of the world. I digress as far as that goes. So instantly, after President Nelson gives this talk, it's hashtag give thanks, and it's everybody giving thanks. And I was about three hours into it, And I was like, got it. Everyone, I get it. You are grateful for your family. Can we please, can we get a little deeper than that? And, and some people on my uh, social media were like, well, we have to make sure that we take care of the lovers. I'm like, if they don't know that you love them and are thankful for them, you're doing something wrong. And that hashtag give thanks to them is not going to do it. But I want to know, like, you know, that person growing up that inspired you or that beautiful spot that whatever. And, and uh, you know, some of those giving thanks. And the thing that I thought was particularly interesting is there was a lot of pushback about the hashtag give thanks. Did you see
2: that? I did. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get the pushback, but because the thing is, so I, I also, if, when I saw the family stuff, I would kind of skim through and be like, oh, that's nice. And I, I enjoyed the ones that, like you said, that went a little deeper. Mm-hmm. I had a few friends, one in particular, who is, who, who is a former Mormon mm-hmm. who, who uh, was a member of the church left years ago. Uh, nothing to do with it. And, and he watched the thing mm-hmm. because, because he doesn't hate LS you know, Church. He's just, this isn't my thing. I don't yeah. believe it. It's this not, is it's not much. It jam. isn't my thing. Yeah. And so he watched it even before I did. And by the way, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It it's really good. And not they, long. And not long. No, it's like 11 and a half minutes, yeah. 12 minutes, maybe. Uh and and he did it. He said, he said, This is phenomenal. I don't care what you believe or don't believe. Watch this. It's really good and it's true. And so here's my thing. Uh and I enjoyed that because his maybe looking at it a little different view, you know, his his opinions of what he was grateful for. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but so that's what I enjoyed about it. But yeah, it was a family. It was family heavy.
1: That's Mm -hmm. fine. I'm going to give you the opportunity since you didn't do it online. Give me a verbal something. Give thanks. Ready? Go. What are you thankful for?
2: Uh, My health at my age. I, I, I feel quite young for a 50 year old man. Actually, I don't see myself as that. I don't feel as that. I feel like I could go out and do anything right now, and and I don't think a lot of people have that, hmm. and I I don't take that for granted. So I'm I'm very thankful for that.
1: Now say hashtag give thanks.
2: Hasht- oh,
1: hashtag give thanks. There it is. King. Now now the thing that the one thing. So I saw a lot of haters as well, and the one thing that I will give the haters credit for was the the people that were like I'm thankful for. The big, beautiful house and cars that I have. Now, granted, I recognize that like people have worked really hard for a house or for cars or you know what I'm saying? But to me, I feel like there was an opportunity to go a little bit deeper with things than beyond just like the things they've been able to accrue. I saw some people that are like, oh, I'm thankful for all the many magical places I've been able to go in the world. And I think... That's great. And I don't think that they were, I don't think that their intent as they shared it was to be like, look at all these cool places that I've gone that you haven't, that because of, you know, my money or whatever the thing is that I'm able to do and you're not, right? I don't think that they did that. But there were some individuals who it seemed really tone deaf. Like, I think there's a way that you can talk about it and share your gratitude for those things in a way that doesn't seem so much like, I'm prosperous. Look at this. I'm so great because, it, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, do you feel like yeah. I'm walking a weird line?
2: No, I I felt that too. It, it's hard sometimes not to, not to see that and go, what are you bragging? Yeah. Because you got way more money than me. Yeah. Because you got the $62,000 truck and the $150,000. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. 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 Wh- which again, <laughs> I don't think that people aren't thankful for them or that we have any right really to be like, well, you shouldn't be grateful for that or whatever. I just feel like, I think there's a way and a tone where you can say, I am in fact grateful for these things that doesn't seem so braggadocious. And really, I just bring that up because I wanted to say braggadocious.
2: Uh, wow. Yeah. Super califragilistic word. Yeah. Super braggadocious.
1: <laughs> Great. Now I'm gonna have that song in my head today. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, I brother. Know.
2: Now it's stuck in mind, sorry.
1: Great. Great. Uh another uh just quickie. Uh, Obama, that is former President Barack Obama, gives Drake the stamp of approval to play him in a biopic. Well, what does this have to do with The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints? Not really anything. Um, it was part of a new episode of Complex News, uh, and <laughs> the guy's name is Speedy Mormon. So it came up in my news catcher. It has nothing to do with the church at all. Who is but I,
2: Speedy Mormon? He, he's
1: a guy. He does, he does a show called 360 with Speedy Mormon.
2: Oh, so he did the story.
1: Yeah, so he did the Speedy story. Speedy Mormon. Speedy Mormon. So that's why that came up.
2: <laughs> is he a Mormon that no. runs track?
1: Nope. Nope. I think that's just his la- first and last name. Probably not really his first name. Probably not really his last name. But I'm glad to know that President Obama has given uh, Drake the uh, go ahead the big thumbs up that he could play him in a biopic uh sure. another quick one taysom hill you know
2: who that is uh he's a, f- a sports figure for byu all bet.
1: yep he was is he now uh he he played a game for the new orleans saints that is he started the game for the new orleans saints
2: they won That's an appropriate team for him to to play for
1: yeah he kind of became a utility player uh there didn't A lot of people didn't ever think that he would actually be the quarterback because they've got one of those, a really good one of those, Drew Brees. Um, But because I think he's out on injury, maybe it's COVID, can't remember, uh, probably injury. uh, They said, hey, Taysom, why don't you step in and do this? And he's like, me, little old me. And he he got in there and, and, and they won. They won the game. He's so won. he won the game? Yeah, well, I mean, not him alone. Him and the rest of the Saints. Not the Latter-day Saints, the New Orleans Saints. It's very confusing.
2: Led by a Latter-day Saint. Yeah,
1: Who by a Saint and the Latter-day Saints, and they play when the Saints go marching in. It's a lot of Saints. It is a lot of Saints going on there in New Orleans. But congratulations to Taysom Hill. Uh, how many other news stories do you have? Uh, I got a little one. Or two. Uh, let, me you tell you, let me tell you these quickies. Uh, South Temple in downtown Salt Lake, uh, the church has decided that they are going to build an eight-story apartment building. And people are like, what the? And the church is like, it's going to make us a lot of money. And people are like, what the? And they're like, it's not tithing money. And they're like, what the? And that's it. And there's a picture of it. You can find the link in the show notes for this episode uh the big deal is there's a historic church there or a a historic building that they're gonna have to move and or demolish and people are kind of up in arms about that it's just a little residence but they're going to be able to make a bunch of money on it and they own the land and they can do it and it's not tithing money and it helps support other things that they do so Uh uh-huh part of the business model of the corporation of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which the sounds... historic
2: building just got me a little bit, yeah, do a little bit of a wrench into it for me,
1: yeah, and i don't I don't know, I mean, I have to imagine that the church will do everything it can to save that building or move that building, or you know what I'm saying, to like keep the memory of that, but I think at some point, I don't know it's a it's a hard a hard call to be made as yeah. far as that goes and some people will go well what we're doing is we're just modernizing our cities and here's the deal yes that's how cities are i love the old things i think we should keep the old things but you can't keep all the old things it's too many old things you have to have new things you can't have too many new things because then all you've got is new things the other thing that i think is interesting i just wanted to say things a bunch uh they're going to um do some restoration to the Elks Lodge that's right there too. And it's a gorgeous, this is nerdy for Utah people. It's a gorgeous venue, the Elks Lodge there. So hopefully they'll open that up and, uh, renovate it and make it available to people in the city. You've got a new story and then I've got a couple more and then we're done. Brother Kyle.
2: Yep. David Harsanyi, who is a, he's a very conservative writer. He's Jewish. And he has this message for Christians. I'll, t- I'll tell you why I mentioned this in just a moment. He says, go ahead, try and convert me, get it, get out there and prophesize. In fact, he said, if you are not out there trying to spread your word, uh, you're not a good Christian. Hmm. And he specifically named Mormon missionaries, uh, and out there spreading the good word. He says, that's what you should be doing. So go ahead and do it and, and come up and try and convert me. I don't care. I think it's great. I have friends that do it, get the Mormon missionaries out and go for it. Nobody should be offended by this.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So are we going to try? Do you want to?
2: Uh, Let me see if I can get his number. We'll give him a call. You and I'll start telephone soliciting him nonstop.
1: (laughs) Let's get him. Let's get him. Uh, Have you been watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Brother Kyle?
2: I watched that uh, one time just to report on it, and that was it.
1: And now now you won't return?
2: It was so bad, I will not go back.
1: So uh, Mormon influencers are the next couple of stories that I want to share. One, the fact that there's just this massive rise in, and you'll forgive me, I know it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint member influencers, um, but it's just quicker to say Mormon. Uh, This There's an article from the Deseret News that talks about how uh, there are lots, a ton. A ton of Latter-day Saint influencers, especially on Instagram, um, opening mm-hmm. their homes and being able to share uh, not only whatever the like focus of their um, their channel is—things like clothes designers, bedding uh, pioneers, elite crafters, um, cooking—all these different things that uh, that these LDS influencers are are being known for. A lot of people following really loving the lifestyle that people put forward. Uh, this family first, family centric, this very home lifestyle. And and it's just another another instance where there's just tons of people that are intrigued. First, it was the, the Mormon mommy bloggers, you know, back a decade ago. And now people are sort of flocking to all these influencers, both on face, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And so a great article. There's a lot of people that you could follow that are members of the church that maybe you haven't heard of before or you have heard of, but didn't know they were, um, you know, uh, members of the church. And it also goes into other folks who aren't necessarily members of our church, but are sharing their faith in God. Like the one I'm looking at in this article is Joanna Gaines of chip and Joanna Gaines. You watch the chip and Joanna Gaines. Never sure, heard of it. Never. No, they do. They do. They're, they're the cutest couple brother, Kyle. They do home renovations. Anyway, they did a little post that says, Hi, God, what are you doing? And it's drawing on top of their little countertop. And super cute. They have a show on HGTV. Well, the other side of the Mormon influencers is there are a lot of influencers when the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City said, Hey, uh, you know, with this show, it's going to be in Salt Lake and we want you guys to promote it. A lot of uh, influencers said, Yeah, you know what? We'll take your money and we'll talk about your show. And then... The show came on and they were like, ooh, man, this is off brand. We do not want to do this. Why have we gotten ourselves into it? But now they're contractually obligated to talk about the show and they do not like it. They do not like the show. Bad show,
2: they say. Because it is. And yeah, they're correct.
1: But it it also, I think that they feel, some of them feel uh, a little duped um, because they thought that it would be a little bit more church friendly and it has not been. Who thought that? That's their own fault. Uh, people that were hoping for money from a network to be able to talk about a show. Uh, this One of the influencers says, I'm actually livid about the housewives. Not offended, but livid at the world's double standard. It's okay for them to bash a religion and share fake information and its entertainment, in quotes. But heaven forbid it was another religion or race or group of people because that would be prejudice, wrong, bullying, etc. That's Brittany Maddox, and she is lit up.
2: You're not wrong, Brittany.
1: Yeah. No, listen. I don't think she's wrong one bit. It's a terrible show. We're watching it.
2: Are you? Yeah, of course. And your wife watching it? Oh, yeah.
1: It's trash. Trash TV.
2: I love trash TV, but I don't know how you can stand that one. No,
1: it is the worst. It is the worst. And then finally, I want to share this message uh, from Marie Osmond. This is, um, well, it's from her Instagram. So she, uh, an influencer in her own right, I suppose. If you don't know Donnie and Marie, well pick up anything online about the church because that's what so many people relate the church to. It says, maybe you noticed I haven't posted much on my social media this last week. You know, they say life can change in the blink of an eye, and it's true. This past week, my husband took ill, and of course, these health issues have taken all of my attention. We don't know the absolutes to his situation yet, but I would be grateful if you would pray for him. I realized with everything that has been going on lately, I needed a reminder to be grateful of God's love. So Friday, when the president of our church, President Russell M. Nelson, spoke to us, He said just what I needed to hear. His talk touched my heart with such force as he asked if we would flood the internet with messages of gratitude. He referred to it as the healing power of gratitude. And this is what we all strive to do here every Sunday. We speak of simple truths, topics that help support each other and lift us as we strive to lift each other up. By remembering what we have, to be grateful for is an amazing power. To be healed by gratitude? Is that possible? It seems too simple, too easy to think gratitude will solve the enormous problems that we have. But then I went back to how I felt when he suggested it. I was filled with the light of hope right away and started writing down what I was grateful for. Not just my family, but art, music, the beauty of nature, incredible books, medicine, talents, and hundreds more. Suddenly the problems of the world faded away and my mind was filled with joy The joy of living in such a magical world. Then, as suddenly as he made the suggestion on Friday, my social media feeds were filled with people giving thanks for everything. There was no space left for bad news because so many were filled with gratitude. All the vitriol was washed away just like that. I so hope all of you will join in as we continue to flood the internet with gratitude. Share what you're grateful for every day for a week and use the hashtag give thanks. (laughs) It's the most wonderful time of the year. Go to ldsbookstore.com and get yourself a Christus nightlight and maybe a pendant. Get your name put on the prize that you will give. They've got scriptures and temples and I'm making this up as I go right along. LDS. Bookstore.com. That isn't even how the melody go. How can I? That isn't even how you speak English either. What happened? LDSBookstore.com for all your Christmas shopping needs.
4: Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra-mega back-to-school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra-high-quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch-and-dents, trade-ins, and funny-colored computers. It's crazy! Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptop's brand computer. That means if you mess up your windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12-month special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you! When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com.
1: Here in the third block of the cultural hall, I am honored to be John joined, uh, joined, rather. Now I'm getting all fumbled up in the way because I'm so excited about this, with Father Mike Jonkus. Now, I know what you're thinking. Here in the cultural hall, you're thinking, all right, well, uh, religious leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they're not called fathers, so what are we doing here? Well, I thought this would be an excellent opportunity to outreach to be able to understand. Here's basically what happened. I was watching President-elect Joe Biden when he uh, first spoke after becoming president-elect, and in his um, speech, he quoted a hymn. And here I am thinking, you know, we as members of the church, we have we have hymns. This is going to be something that we know. And he says, "On eagle's wings," and I said. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that hymn is. As it turns out, it is a Catholic hymn. And even further, as it turns out, it was written by Father Mike Jonkus, And that is why he is here with us.
5: Excellent. I am very pleased to say that it's become much more than just a Catholic hymn. That's what I'm happy about.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and, and grown from, from probably what you thought. Actually, let me just ask you, how, how did sure. the song come about?
5: Pretty straightforwardly, I was uh, visiting a seminary friend of mine who is studying at Theological College in Washington, D.C., and we went out for supper, came back to his dorm room, and there was a note saying that his dad had had a heart attack. So the song was actually generated between that evening and then the, the wake and funeral service for his dad. So I first sang it with guitar. At a church in Omaha for the wake service. And the family liked it, so they asked, Could you play it for the funeral as well? So I did.
1: Well, and what was interesting to me that I didn't know, as you said, it has grown m- much further from that original, uh, like I noticed that it was sung at um, Ross Perot, who is significant to us here in the state of Utah, oh, yeah. the only state that uh, that picked Ross Perot when he ran for president. <laughs> it was sung at his funeral. It's sung all over the place, referenced, um, like I said, um, by Joe Biden. Now, people likely listening to this, it hasn't transcended into... Uh, mormon nomenclature to our new hymn book it, it could possibly we're in the process as i understand it of there were sixteen thousand hymns that were gathered hopefully um you know yours is one that made it i can tell by your face that you did not submit it yourself but maybe someone no, submitted it for you tell people a little bit about some of the lyrics that's what i have found to be just oh. beautiful
5: okay well, very straightforwardly, all four of the verses are taken from Psalm 91. So, a very straightforward uh, regular English translation. And then the refrain is actually individual verses taken from other phrases in the Bible. So, Isaiah has this reference to, I will, I will hold you in the palm of my hand. I will mark you on the palm of my hand. And so that phrase gets associated with the, the refrain in the song.
1: Uh, share uh, share a verse with me and what it, what it means to you as a father. You must you know, and I'm speaking of the Catholic father, but also I'm sure of children as well. Um, uh, Actually, no.
5: One of the interesting things: uh, Catholic priests, almost uh-huh. all of us, uh, are celibate. That's part of the the commitment we make. So I don't have children,
1: but but there is but there are some that that are able to have children, correct? Or am I or am I misled in that?
5: Oh no no, there the without getting into way too much detail, <laughs> um, there are in addition to the Western rites, when okay. we're considered part of the Western rites of the church. There are Eastern rites, and those Eastern rite priests may marry. That's that's fine and have have children. Mm. Uh, within the Western rites, interestingly, the uh, people that have children and are married men, uh, by and large, were first of all in another denomination. Interesting. They had married as an Episcopalian or as a Lutheran minister, maybe, and then feel a, a call to the Catholic priesthood. And we're not going to, certainly we're not going to destroy their marriages in order to have them serve as priests. So I'm sorry I took you off on this. No, no, uh,
1: I, no, I appreciate about. it. And I should say to everyone listening and certainly to you too, I one of the things that I think is so valuable about this is sometimes we we just sort of stay in our own lane and we don't know about what other people are doing. So as soon as I said, and you probably have kids, I'm like, Oh, no, maybe, it, you know, maybe he doesn't. And I've I've misspoken in all this, but you are so gracious in just being able to have this. But but I but I would uh, I'm going to share later on um, a version of this song so people can actually hear it. But is Ooh, there excellent. is there a verse that you really like and that, that connects and inspires you?
5: Yeah, it's actually the refrain that does it more than any particular verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn. I love that, that poetic image. Uh, make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. So all of that is, is a kind of rich evocation of God's benevolence and presence to us. And and what
1: was it? Because as you mentioned, this is sort of a gift to that family of the you know the the lost one. What what was it that drew you to to these verses and, and passages, or or why the connection for you personally?
5: Actually, people are probably surprised at this because we tend to think of Catholics as non-Bible reading, right. but we are Bible reading. And in fact, the Psalm ninety-one immediately came to mind. Hmm because that was something that's part of our formal night prayer. And I've been praying it now for years. So uh, it, it just arose out of that familiarity with the scripture.
1: I love it. It, it. it, to me, just is such a beautiful thing. Now, I have to ask you this, because I am sure that since that, that speech that uh, President-elect Biden gave a couple weeks ago, that I, I, I have to imagine that you have been contacted more than once or twice what what was that like the night of were you watching you know how did how did you get word about how this all took place
5: uh, I was watching it and was very very surprised like you when he mentioned a hymn that was important to him I didn't expect it would be a hymn I had written but what happened was was bizarre within I would say 30 seconds. My computer began to have people doing all sorts of emails. My phone got text after text after text. People were calling. Uh, and it took me actually two days wow. to just respond to everybody who had, had uh, you know, made a comment. So yeah. Yeah. if I can share the funniest yes, one please. was honestly from one of my sisters who said, so is he going to invite you to the inauguration to sing the song?" I said, oh, I'm sure he's not going to do that. No. Then she said, well, if he's not, can you at least get tickets for all of
0: us?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has there there been any contact either? It sounds like obviously that there wasn't before. But since the time of that, from anyone within in the White House or the transition or anything like that? No.
5: The Biden transition team. Yeah. Uh, No. But I am going to write to him. Uh, simply to say that I was honored uh, that he chose that, and I was especially honored to know that he's been singing it or hearing it sung for apparently years now, and that's that's really touching to me.
1: One of the things that I really appreciated a- about it is not only with the song, but the the idea of you know being a person of faith as well. That he invoked part of that in what he was saying in kind of a in, in sort of a bigger picture. What What is the value for you as a father, for you as a Catholic, and, and just for you as a religious person, knowing that there is uh, this, this religious person who is trying to now unify all of us?
5: I actually, This is kind of complex, but I think I can make it pretty straightforward. As I've mentioned, those phrases that make up the refrain, which is what President-elect Biden quoted,
0: mm-hmm.
5: are taken from different parts of the scripture. And because uh, we Catholics are not fundamentalists, we read the scriptures and say there are multiple interpretations. God is, is trying to communicate with us in many different circumstances by means of his word. Well, he gave me a new understanding because some of the things that people raised were, well, why is he singing? Why is he citing a funeral song for America? Well, he wasn't. He was, he was citing it in terms of all of those who had been lost in the COVID contagion. Mm-hmm. And then he moved farther. And that's the part, I think, which is directly connected to your question. I think he started thinking, well, we're in a co- country that's 50%, 50%. We're divided and fiercely divided, terribly partisan. And we need to heal that. We need to unify. And I think the image for him was an eagle can't soar. On only one wing, it takes both wings to have the eagle soar into the, you know, into the into the future. And I think that's a kind of poetic way that he reads that text to see it as something that he hopes for the United States. As you have
1: the opportunity to to lead, to um, give sermons, to you know meet individually with folks, how do you suggest that 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 we heal? Obviously, uh, let's take partisan out of it, but how? How through Christ, how in this time, how can, how can we heal?
5: That's a brilliant question. I wish I knew I had the answer to it, but I, the, the, here's, the, here's the little thought I have to share. It seems to me that it's uh, a matter of concentrating on what we share rather than on what tears us apart. And what we share, I mean, think, think of even beyond the scriptures, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. All of those really core values are things that are beyond partisan issues. Yeah. Uh, we might disagree on what the pursuit of happiness is, but it's not something that we should tear each other apart over. So I, I, I keep hoping we just go back to our core values of decency and respect and truthfulness in our communication and that's going to heal us I think with with God's grace. Of course. I always have of, to course say that. of
1: course. Of yeah. course. And and I love that also from a religious perspective. There are some folks who would say, "Well, the Catholics this, or the you know, the the Mormons these things." And and we get really worked up about those thing that those things that are different, but one of, one of the the really big reasons why I wanted to be able to to visit with you to not only hear about, you know, where this whole thing came from, not only to be able to share the song is to be able to be like, guys, you know, being lifted up by Christ is the very thing that we say. We're same, yeah. same, same, same. We, you know, we, we have more in common. There, there are differences, but by far we we share more than we differ. And I, I just love that so much. I am going to, I'm going to talk to my old pal Joe. I'll see if he won't ask you to come out and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and play for uh, the, the big event coming up in a couple months. But we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall uh, one question, and I would ask you to answer this as well. You can interpret it however you would like. But the question that we ask is, what is your favorite part of your faith?
5: Oh, my favorite. You actually, you articulated it. It is to know Christ Hmm. and uh, to know Christ as the manifestation of God, uh, to know his Holy Spirit. Uh, and to be joined with believers. That's the core core of my faith.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. Father Mike Jonkos, we are going to share now uh, the song on Eagle's Wings. Thank you so much for writing it. Thank you so much for providing it. And especially, I know you are a busy, busy person. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us.
5: You're kind. Thank you.
0: You to shine.
1: this episode is nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall.
0: Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat,
5: on the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall Show.